live from South Florida. The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. News Radio 610 WIOD. City manager Art Noriega released a statement saying he was suspending police chief Art Acevedo with the intent of terminating his employment, saying the relationship between the chief and the organization has become untenable, adding that Chief Acevedo is not right for this organization. Acevedo responding in an email to staff saying, quote, I promise to continue to fight the good fight to rid MPD of the political interference from City Hall that unfortunately continues to negatively impact this organization Acevedo was sworn in in April yeah that ABC News uh, reporting there's been a, a feeling of near inevitability on this for at least two weeks now at least a couple of weeks and you start taking a look at you know kind of the timetable here and, and how things developed obviously on this show and on Tuesdays 1135 as we'd always done with Chief Kalina uh, we would, would speak to Chief Acevedo, and gosh, I, I forget how long it's been now. It really speaks to how long he had been embattled. I believe at least five weeks, maybe six at this point. And so this was a situation that had been building. And one thing from where I sit in particular, I am always going to be objective and even if I disagree with somebody, I mean, if you're a long-time listener to the show, you, you'll know that if I disagree with somebody politically even, I give them every chance. I might disagree in the arena of ideas, but I'm not going to be nasty about it or you know, give everybody an opportunity to, to talk. But I do believe in transparency. Where I personally lose respect for people is when they hide or try to avoid real issues that need to be dealt with. And the one thing I will say is that as I began to ask tough questions, uh, the amount of transparency went away. And that was a sign to me that things were heading not likely in, in a better direction. And, and so here we sit. Somebody who has a lot of insight here. It's Miami's former police chief, George Kalina, who joins us now. Yeah, Chief Kalina, um, it kind of felt like this was, was coming here of late. Your thoughts on, on what's transpiring? Hey, how are you, Brian? Hey, doing doing just fine. Um, interested to get get your thoughts on on how things are are transpiring as uh, Chief Acevedo suspended and looks like he's about to be terminated. Yeah, so I don't know, kind of like you. I, I don't know that it's a big surprise just because we saw what was happening over the last several months how this was kind of going down a bad road. And then, Brian, honestly, when, when you see that that there isn't a public show of support by the administration, whether it's the manager or the mayor or the combination of, it kind of gives you an indication of, of where this is eventually going to wind up. I'm, I'm surprised, obviously, that it, this just didn't go well from the get-go, but I'm not surprised that we ultimately wound up here just because of what we've been watching and seeing and hearing. Yeah, Chief Kalina, one of the things that was kind of odd about the way we got from here to there is, you know, obviously you'd been very transparent about a date to retire. And as I recall, you originally were wanting to retire at the end of January. And instead, you ended up staying on until, you know, through March. And, uh, you know, to, to give the city an opportunity to, you know, make a good decision. And then we learn, you know, that the, the vetting process really wasn't there in the end. Does that surprise you? 
Well, it, it is surprising. I, I, it would have not taken a lot to have seen some of the things that were potential red flags. That's always worth looking into. You may discover that this was hyperbole on the behalf of the Houston Chronicle or the LA Times or unfair reporting or, or biased reporting, because we know those things happen. But at least it gives you an opportunity to look further in before you make a decision. But Brian, ultimately, we were already somewhat, or he rather, Chief Acevedo, was already put in a bad position when they did not, um, they, they didn't, they didn't follow the protocol they put in place at the end of the day. And so already, whoever gets hired is kind of coming in with a little bit of eyes on you, additional scrutiny, et cetera. The public is potentially not pleased. Uh, you know, the activists, the, the people that care about what's happening in the city, that's always already going to raise some concerns and, and additional scrutiny. There seemingly was this idea that the Miami Police Department really needed some meaningful reform. I mean, that was kind of his approach from the onset. And we, you know, saw many uh, demotions. You know, you had the firings, the the quick the quick decisions that were being made, the bringing in of you know, someone he had worked with with Houston to be his his deputy chief. And uh, do you, in your opinion, when you left the Miami Police Department, was it in a good place? Absolutely, it was in a good place. The police department. We had a lot of successes. Certainly not because of what you know, I in particular was doing, but because of what the men and the women were doing, how they were representing all of the city. And, you know, Brian, we, the Department of Justice had just removed us from um, monitoring the police department, you know. They had just, just removed us from monitoring the police department. Um, and that, that was from the Department of Justice, sending their civil rights attorneys down. You know, we had a triple accreditation, the only department in the state of Florida, one of only a couple dozen in the world. Uh, you know, crime was going down, a lot of technology that we brought in. And so things were going very well. And at least I personally never heard a concern from anyone in the administration that great reforms were needed. That doesn't mean that you can't do better. And we recognize that. And, and we should try to do better every day. And, and obviously, in a big department, there's always going to be something that will come up because there's a lot of employees. But putting all that aside, no, I, I didn't think that there was this great need. And, and I said from the beginning that, that we would probably be wise to you know, give an opportunity to someone from inside the police department who was already familiar with how we were growing the department and the successes we were having and the failures that we had experienced. They've lived that, and so they have a better chance, in my opinion, of navigating, you know, going forward into the future. Do you know why there was this desire to look outside of the Miami Police Department by the city? I don't know why there was a desire to look outside. Um, I, I only know what I saw, my observations, like anyone else, where, where it appeared like maybe there wasn't consensus on who the next chief should be, um, as, as they discussed it internally. And that might have been a factor. And you know what? If, if we can't decide on who we want internally, then let's just go grab an outside uh, name. And Chief Acevedo was a big name with a um, good reputation. And, and I think they just thought, let's go this route and did it quickly. And, and I don't know what the urgency was either. I mean, if you had waited that long, certainly I, I think you put in the time to make sure that you're picking the right person for the job at the right time. 
Yeah, to me, that was the single biggest surprise is that given how much time they had and then you win a couple months longer on the job and then we find out that in the end it seems like it was rushed. That's, that, that is kind of an odd deal. Uh, now, I mean, obviously, I, I'm sure you have a lot of colleagues, um, you know, a lot of people that uh, you're in contact with that you care about on the force. Uh, how how concerned are you in, you know, the interim in this period that things remain on track? And, and based on what you know, do you think they are? I think the interim is, is going to do fine uh, because the men and women of the police department are very well trained and they're used to having distractions. They're used to dealing with adversity. I mean, I witnessed it for many years, and I certainly witnessed it as the chief of police. The men and women of the Miami Police Department can brush aside whatever's happening and do their jobs and do it well and do it professionally with passion and vigor. And I, and I know that's what they'll do now, and the interim chief knows the same. He, he's going to know, step aside, let them do their job, let everybody get back to work, which is what they need to do, and, and the city of Miami is going to be fine. Hey, you've had what? You know, a little over six months at this point. You got to be getting bored, right? <laughs> no, no, not not remotely bored. No, I am not. <laughs> Come on, you know you want to unretire, don't you? No, no, I, I like uh, what I'm doing now, Brian. Don't think I kind of want to get back into that. Um, you know, you, you never know in the future. I, I know there's going to be a sheriff's race, so maybe we'll talk about that uh, when that time comes closer. Okay. <laughs> but we'll uh, see. Okay. We'll see. I hear you and understand. Well, Chief Glenda, thank you very much for uh, taking the time, sharing your perspective as well. Always appreciated. Anytime, Brian. All right. We'll talk. Sounds good. Well, that was uh, that was a nice little wrinkle there. I liked hearing that. Where's former Miami Police Chief George Kalina? Brian Mudshot, News Radio 610 WIOD.